we have some exciting news to share with you about the business of sales. Starting this week, the business of sales will be powered by Alego. That's right. We have our first sponsor, and there's going to be more to come after that. What this means for you is that we can do more to bring you the finest content from some of the business world's best and brightest. And you're going to hear more about the most exciting sales enablement platform that I've ever had the pleasure of working with in the real world. That's a Lego. Alego.com. All right, let's get on with this week's show, and we'll talk more about a Lego as we get going. The business of sales is sometimes harder than actually making the sale in the first place. See, you're not only a professional salesperson, you're a business owner, but the focus always seems to be on sales. Well, we're here to help you. I've been in the sales world and training sales professionals for over four decades. My name's Morris Sims. I've seen some great salespeople fail because they didn't run their business very well. Well, we're going to share success concepts and interview some great entrepreneurs who are going to help you in your business. Welcome to the Business of Sales. I cannot remember the time when I had somebody on the webcast, a wonderful guest who hosts six different podcasts and guests on hundreds of podcasts a year. You got to hear what this lady does. It's amazing. Michelle Dedleck, thank you so much for being with us today on the Business of Sales. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Tell us a little bit about your business and how you got to where you are and what you do all day long, besides host podcasts. <laughs> You know, that's pretty much what I do. <laughs> so I am the co-founder of Awareness Strategies, and we are a done-for-you Infusionsoft, basically, company that does the tech work for businesses. So we cover everything from email marketing, affiliate, link setups, products, opt-in pages on websites. We monitor the websites, and we do business integration with systems. We'll get into what all that means <laughs> later on. And uh, I run the business with my partner in business and pleasures, we'd like to say. And we've been working together for about 23 years now on different projects. And uh, how we got into it was I was a speaker and I needed somebody to do my tech. So I had gone to courses and coaching and just like everybody else does. And somebody on stage says, go buy this. So I bought that and I put it all together. <laughs> And then it just got to be a little much for me. And I said, hey, can you take this over? And he was doing it. And then he discovered this thing called Infusionsoft. And he said, do you mind if I change everything over? I said, no, no, no. You're going to manage it. You do whatever you want. And so the clouds parted, the angels sang, and he was <laughs> in Nirvana because it could do anything I asked him to do. Which, wow. Well, except for coffee and other odd, such <laughs> you know, except for on the honeydew list, everything on the business list. So we uh, decided in about 2015 or 16, people want we wanted to go online, we wanted to go digital, and we realized that we were going to have to pivot in some direction. So mm -hmm. the traditional world, we could get away with just doing personal development, and that was fine. But people digitally wanted to know, like, what am I going to get out of it? What am I going to learn? So. 
we had to pivot one way or the other. And I said, well, why don't we do, do done for you tech? Because clearly this is an issue in the industry. Nobody likes doing it. Nobody understands it. And we all need it done. So that's when we decided to go full bore into the done for you side of the digital marketing and help particularly at that time speakers. But we've discovered that it's a kind of a universal problem with most businesses, whether they're trades or professionals and helping them to get their tech done for them and marketing through social media, which of course in the last few years has become paramount and we've been loving it. It's been awesome. Oh, that's fantastic. It really sounds like a wonderful, uh, a wonderful business story. That's, that's just absolutely wonderful. Tell me what, mm -hmm. Michelle, and you, and you're a business owner. You've been out there doing this now for 20 years with a partner. Yep. Tell me what you think today in today's world, what's, What's critical to a business owner right now? And our audience is made up of business owners from from folks who are doing it all by themselves to folks that may have a team working with them. Business what? is always going to be business, right? Yeah. You have to have a customer that's willing to pay you for something. And <laughs> yep. you, it has to be profitable enough to be able to produce that service or good and help them to uh, get that thing out into the public. So it really all starts with who's your audience, who's your ideal audience, how do you get a hold of them, and how do you convince them that your thing is the thing that is going to solve their problem for them right now and then fulfill on that. Yeah. And a lot of that right now is based in technology because almost every business has moved from being a local business to being a, an international business. Even if somebody's a mom-and-pop grocery store in the corner, they can still access goods and get it out to people and deliver it to them in a digital sort of way. So business itself has changed or can change depending on somebody how somebody wants to do it. And with a little bit of technology, they can find their clientele uh, more easily and effortlessly than ever before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that makes sense to me. I mean, that's what it's all about is finding out what their problem is and help them find a solution to that. And if you can do that, then you got a, uh, a customer and a, a probable piece of sales, a, a business to, to work with. You know, it, back years ago, I was taught the price of something is what a willing seller will pay, or pardon me, a willing buyer will pay to a willing seller. And, you know, that's really what it all boils down to. But let's, let's get into the practical side of life. What, is, what yep. does that business owner have to do nowadays? I mean, what do you think is, is the real critical piece of, of what they do all day long? Because I think we, we all spend a lot of time doing stuff that we probably don't really need to be doing. Where, where should our focus be today? <laughs> exactly. Well, business we start off, most entrepreneurs will start off, one, without any business savvy. So I think there was a stat out there that said something like 86% of all businesses are run by people that do not have a business degree or business know-how. Mm -hmm. So entrepreneurs get this idea in their head. They're going to go out and do something. They start talking to a few people and go, hey, are you interested? And a couple of people say yes, and all of a sudden, bam, they got a business and we're off to the races. Let's go, which is awesome. <laughs> I love that. I think it's fantastic. And we've got to understand kind of how to help um, these people stay in business because as soon as you start, you've gone through your friends and family and whether or not they want your widget. Now, what do you do? And, mm -hmm. and who do you, how do you get a hold of them? First thing is usually bookkeeping. We get that one off because 
most of us hate having a table full of receipts check <laughs> season and going, oh, man, I, what I really need is a five-year-old with a highlighter to go through all the dates and what this is. <laughs> and I'm like, no, really, you just need a bookkeeper. That's what you need. Five-year-old with a highlighter. I'm going to have a five-year-old grandson in just about another year. Uh, that's going to be great. He'll he'll be perfect for that. That's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, Michelle. Have a great day. I got everything I need now. I'm good. <laughs> right? I, got, I, got my, I got my five-year-old in a highlighter. I'm in great shape. <laughs> perfect. I love it. Trust me. Hey, it, it works until it doesn't work. And then That's they get really right. sick doing it. And then you got to go and find a good bookkeeper. That's it. In a nutshell, I think you hit the nail on the head. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. Right. All right. Well, how in the heck did you get into the world where you, you're going to be hosting six different podcasts? I mean, I'm doing really good just to stay on top of one. <laughs> right. Well, part of it is I'm the creative director for the company and I'm in charge of, kind of our sales and marketing. So I figured in, well, it was about three years ago now. So I guess it was 2019 that this whole podcasting thing was a great idea. I had actually had the idea about three years previous to that. And ironically, the technology stopped me from moving ahead on it, which I think is really funny because I own a tech company. Tech company, yeah. I exactly. probably could have asked any of them. Uh, you know, how do you get that RSS feed out there? Oh, you need to sign up with this company. Fine. <laughs> so I finally got it. Three years later, after my epiphany of starting a business, I, or starting the podcast, I actually took a course and figured out that it was as easy as signing up for a Facebook account. Yeah. Um, I signed up with Simplecast and, you know, uploaded them. Life is great. And we have creative people working for the company. So I just tossed all the video editing and all the marketing and all the stuff I don't want to do over to them, which was also very handy and helpful in doing this. And then I, like every other entrepreneur, goes, hey, I got this great idea. <laughs> I think we should do that. And the whole team goes, no, no more, no more. Let's just do the one that works. More to come right after this. It's the end of January, I know. So, But the question still becomes, how are those sales numbers looking, huh? Now, no excuses about it being the first of the year. How's the team doing? Would you like to help your team improve their sales skills? See, sales skills are not learned from a book or a video or even in a classroom. I can't tell you how to go out and make sales and, and really have you be able to do it. Sales come from doing the skill and receiving coaching on your performance in a safe environment. I found a system that allowed us to do just exactly that back when I was in the corporate world. It is amazing, let me tell you. Check out Alego.com, A-L-L-E-G-O.com, and you're going to find an amazing system where your team can practice, you can watch, you can provide feedback. Here's the key. Neither one of you have to schedule a meeting. You don't set up a Zoom. You don't even have to leave home to do it. Alego provides that for you, and that's only one of the things you can do with this sales enablement system. Please check it out for yourself. See if a Lego is right for you and your team. Go to alego.com and schedule a demo, and you'll be able to actually see for yourself how it can impact you and your business. I really do believe you'll be glad you did. Right now, let's get back to the show. Um, but I had to do it. So my first one was the Business Ownership Podcast, and we do tips and tricks for entrepreneurs to help them grow their business through the four stages of business, which of course is startup, growth, scaling, and exiting. 
and particularly in the scaling area uh, is where we started. But I've discovered that uh, all sorts of entrepreneurs are listening to the show and, and having a great time with it. So we opened it up to all areas of business, but especially focusing on strategies, systems, support, and state of mind. Because I believe if you have those four components, um, at least as a mindset of where am I going with these things when you start off the business, then by the time you hit the scaling section, you're um, primed for it. And we'll talk about that more later, I'm assuming. But then I got the great idea of going, hey, I've had this idea in my head for a long time that I wanted to have a product or something called the Little Blue Pill for Business. And, of course, it's all about getting it up and keeping it up. And, of course, we're talking about revenue and profit. So if you haven't noticed, I tend to be a little quick-witted, and I just wanted to have fun, basically. So I started up another <laughs> podcast where I interview people that don't mind being associated with that kind of marketing and can have a little bit of fun uh, during the interview. So some of them, it's just it's still straight-up business, and we're talking. Some of them are fully-rated shows and uh, – you know, if you're into that kind of thing, they are a ton of fun, and we're still talking about business in all sorts of manners. Then I decided to start another one called Happy to Offend You, which is all about understanding that just because you're offended by something doesn't mean you're going to die. And, in fact, if you can understand why somebody else isn't offended by it, then uh, we actually create better connections and things. Yeah. So for that one, I'm looking for people like uh, comedy club owners, comedians, drag queens, you name it, people that just naturally offend <laughs> people by existing and have a ton of fun with it. I tease that, you know, Irish redheads are a great one because they just can't <laughs> exist without offending someone. It's like, there's nothing I'm going to do about it. I'm not going to change this. It's who I am, and let's let's talk about why people are being offended by it. Oh, and I then it. I started a series called 7 to 8, and for people that have run successful 7 to 8 figure businesses, and I interview them so that people can understand, to some extent, how easy it is to run a million-dollar business once you focus on running a million-dollar business. And it's simply working on the business, the goals, and measuring things versus I have to work harder. Mm -hmm. And most people think, oh, you know, I'm working 40 hours a week now or 60 hours a week now. How am I going to work 120? Well, that's not what it's all about. It's about wrapping your mind around who can help me the most to be able to get me where I want to go fastest? Yeah. And yeah. am I positioned, you know, am I, do I have the goal and am I comfortable with that goal if it happens? And that's usually the biggest stop, um, stumbling block for entrepreneurs is, yeah, it's easy to run a million dollar business, but I don't want to step out. I want to be involved in it. I want to be in control, all sorts of uh, mindset stuff, which is super fun for me to go into and check out. And then the last one is I got invited by the bad girls on business to be one of the three that host the show. And so if you've ever heard of Virginia Musquiz, she is uh, the referral diva and Jenny Bellinger, who is the BDSM Dom badass direct sales <laughs> marketing. <clears throat> and uh, together we have a ton of fun talking about business i love it oh that is so much fun that is fantastic absolutely fantastic well i know that it, uh, the one thing that i've learned doing a podcast is that 
I learn everything. I learn so much every time I do a show. It's just incredible what I've been able to learn over the last two and a half years doing 150 some odd episodes. It's just amazing. I can't imagine the wonderful stuff you've learned having the opportunity to interview and talk with all these people. Right. And it's been fabulous because a lot of my, as soon as we had some traction, we started getting noticed internationally. So we have um, business owners that will buy and sell internationally and helping people get the logistics set up. We have people that are into buying and selling actual companies internationally. And how do you find a buyer for your business and how do you prime your business to be sold? Like everything from startup to exit strategies to how do I get the attention of Bezos and sell to, you know, the big guys. And it's, it's just been a, a hoot, an absolute ride. Oh, that's fantastic. Hey, let's get practical for a minute. You mentioned systems a while back and I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm just, I'm in love with systems. Uh, that's that's one of my yeah. one of my big things. I, I just really believe that to run a business effectively and efficiently, you best be able to create systems that are going to be something you can do over and over and over again and get the same kind of results, same kind of positive results every time you do, that you do it. Tell me about some of the yeah. systems that you think business owners need to be looking at nowadays. Absolutely. I think once you've figured out anything in your business, you should be uh, systemizing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So as my father used to say, once is an accident, twice is a mistake, three times it's a habit. So <laughs> if you're doing anything in your business three times and it's working for you, then you want to figure out how do I duplicate this either by you know, hiring somebody to do it for me, which is okay, or how do I get a computer in place that will do it over and over again if it's the exact same thing? And I think the the biggest issue people have is that they don't realize that there's certain people that are well-positioned to do things. Like bookkeepers, I keep going back to these guys because they boggle my mind. I hate doing my accounting. I love making money. <laughs> I hate doing my accounting. Yeah. And I love write-offs. So I... Write-offs and making money, I'm totally good with, but sitting down and looking at a P&L and trying to figure out, you know, or not even that. I mean, I kind of actually like that part. It's the <laughs> background <laughs> part about receipts on the table. Yeah. So finding somebody that loves that is pr- primary. And finding somebody that loves tech as much as our team loves tech, I think is essential for all businesses. Now, I'm not saying you have to do business with us. There are a ton of techies out there that absolutely love, love, love being able to set up websites properly to make sure that the back end connects to your CRM, to make sure that the people that are supposed to have access to your course have access to your course. And all of that is actually a tech thing. It's not an admin thing. Things that admins are super good at is going through your emails and finding out kind of what do you need to address and what is what is an email that you've answered three times already and I can cut and paste and send a response for you and know that, okay, these ones you actually need to send a response for them because it's our creativity and our conversations, our connections that make us as the business owner the most valuable. Right. When we're talking to people and we're selling our products and services, that's when we become valuable. When we're creating a vision of you know, where this product's going to go and who we're going to market it to and all of that, 
those ideas that we have are can be worth millions. That's where we want to be spending our time is focusing on those things, not on you know going through our email and making sure that every email is in the proper folder. Like, no offense to the admins, but I don't care. <laughs> I just need to know what do I need to know, and I will go and do my thing, and you go and do your thing, and make sure that you know clients are happy that. Um, customer service has the emails that they need to be able to respond to, that the techies have the emails they need to respond to, and that I'm getting the information that's of the highest and best need for me so that I'm creating revenue for the company and that this whole machine can move. Because I think a lot of entrepreneurs think they're in their business, but they don't realize how small of a gear they're turning when they're looking through their emails or they're doing the thing that they don't really love to do. And they should be on the bigger gears that make everything move smoothly and effortlessly in the business so that they're moving from solopreneurship into a business ownership mindset. Michelle, that makes such good sense to me. I tell you, I, I can't keep up with myself, much less all the other stuff that comes across my desk. And it, it's been true for years. I have, I've done this for you know, 40 some odd years. And that was always a big concern. Well, Morris, what did you do with this copy signed copy of the contract that you just signed for a million dollars? I, I, I don't know, but I could I reach out. I could go, <laughs> Hey, Stephanie, can you get me that contract? And she knew exactly where it was, Exactly where it was. you know, and I didn't have to worry about yeah. it anymore. It was wonderful. Talk to me about hiring other people to do things. Because, I mean, like when I started my business, I suddenly found out I am not a web designer. I tried, and that's not me. I don't do that. I needed to hire somebody to do that kind of stuff. Why? Well, and help me, help me so along that times, line. Yeah, so many times we will come across people, and they're like, oh, let me just finish setting up the website. And it's like, no, actually, you don't need to because, one, we need it on a completely different platform because the platform <laughs> you're using won't do what you need to do. And they, they just don't realize it, right? It's, yeah. I just need a website, right? No, actually, you need one that works. And and what do you mean by works is, in the end, what do you want it to do? So there are, there are different business um, strategies that somebody can have. If somebody wants to be a business coach and they just want to have 10 clients a year at 10 grand a piece, that's an awesome business system, business plan. Yeah. It, it doesn't have to be complicated. You make a hundred grand a year, you work 10 hours a week. Life is awesome. Like yeah. that is a good business plan if that's what somebody wants to do. But then you get crazies like me that are going, oh, and I want 50 employees. <laughs> well, that's a little <laughs> more complicated system. And so you need to have the systems in place to be able to support those people so that they can get access to the information they need. And the big thing is, you know, making sure that for us that that website works, that they, you have these things called opt-ins so that people can get a little taste of who you are in exchange for the name and email address. That name and email address has to go into your database, you, and which is, by the way, not your phone or an Excel spreadsheet, <laughs> a CRM, so that we can set up automatic email responses. Because, again, going back to the habit of three, You've, set, you've met people at networking events and said the exact same thing to them over and over again. So write that in an email and send it out. Go, hey, thanks for you know, meeting me at the event. I said I was going to get you some info. Here's that info, I promise you. 
you know, let me know if you need anything else. And is it okay if I send you some, some gifts every once in a while, just keep in touch and hopefully help you with your business. Awesome. Great. And now we have a whole campaign of all the freebies and the stuff that you do and the gifts that you want to give them and, you know, events coming up, the parties that you want to invite them to. And people get excited about that. So email's not, um, some people ask if email's dead as a marketing source. It definitely is not. But we don't want to be spamming people with things they don't want. We want to be able to have conversations with people in a way that we would have had them anyway. Mm-hmm. It's just that now we know what to say in those emails. And I think that's part of the problem is people don't know what to say. They're trying to put the cart in front of the horse and they're trying to get marketing automation that works before they've gone out and had actual conversations and realized that they're having the same conversation over and over again. And that is the conversation that they want to automate. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, Michelle, you mentioned a CRM. We just have a moment or two left and you mentioned Infusionsoft earlier and I know they had a name change, didn't they? They did. They are now called keep max classic and, um, People can change to that if they really want to. <laughs> We're quite happy with Infusionsoft because it sticks in people's minds. And we are fortunate that as a team, we can play with Infusionsoft like we're playing a Stradivarius. <laughs> and we can make it sing the way it was meant to sing. Um, because a lot of people just don't realize the robustness of that software mm-hmm. and what it's capable of doing. And it's the simple things in businesses where we go, oh, I want some people to pay for this and I want some people to get it for free and I want some people to get module one as, you know, an opt-in. Well, that adds complexity. And when you have that kind of complexity, you need a system that can um, basically follow along with you. And that, as I was mentioning at the beginning, was the part that really excited Brad because there is basically nothing I could ask him to do in business that Infusionsoft wasn't capable of being able to at least integrate with something else so that once it was set up, the communication was effortless on his part and we could find out kind of who was where. And and we're giving our clients their ideal journey. And not every client is going to go on the same journey, but we want to be able to give them their ideal journey and the database, this particular CRM, enables us to be able to do that. That is neat. Michelle, how do, how do we get in touch with you? Somebody out there just, you know, had a brilliant thought and they, gee, I need to talk to this lady. How do I get in touch with you yep. and continue this conversation? Absolutely. You can go to awarenessstrategies.com, and I'm sure that'll be in the show notes. When you get there, we will have a bunch of uh, free offers for you, things like a website audit, a branding assessment. You can go through some of our fun super quizzes and surveys and at the end of whichever one appeals to you the most you'll get an opportunity to have a discovery call and i just want to talk to you about your business what you're doing where you want to go with it and have a little fun if it happens that uh, you get some great information you can take to your team that's fantastic if it works out that you want to look at working with us as a possibility i'm happy with that too but i have zero attachment to that meeting i just want to help entrepreneurs grow their businesses have a strategy that they can run with Man, that sounds great. 
Absolutely outstanding. Michelle, thanks for being here. Michelle Nadelik, the host of The Little Blue Pill for Business and five other podcasts and a <laughs> digital marketing guru. Give give Michelle a buzz. Call her up. Do her, get her get on her website and see if you guys can can uh, find something you can do for each other. Have a great week, everybody. Michelle, thank you so much for being with us. Morgan, thank you so much for having me. I had a ton of fun. Me too. As we're wrapping it all up here, let me just throw out a couple of three things that I learned from Michelle today. Number one, systems. You guys heard me talk about systems for a long time now, and she agrees. And I tell you, we could we could probably talk about that forever. But make sure you have systems, because if you've done it three times, as Michelle said, it needs to be a system so that you will be able to do it again and again and again and get positive results. Second thing she talked about was having a CRM and being able to use it for all that it's worth, because so many of us have pieces of software and we're just barely touching the top of it and that's true for most of us with our crm so that client relationship management system can be a lot more for you if you just give it a shot or hire the right people and that's number three hire somebody that really knows how to make that stuff sing and it's going to make money for you a lot more than whatever you have to pay them so give that a shot as well hey go out and make it a great week and this week Find something that you can do to help yourself, something that you can do to improve your knowledge and skill about your business and about people in general. Because last time I checked, it's the people that buy our product. It's the people that we serve. So learn more about how you can help and how you can talk to and communicate with people. Have a great week. I'll see you again next time right here on The Business of Sales. 